The following show features episodic breakdowns of Jackass, either performed by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. For your safety, avoid listening to this podcast at all times. Hi, I'm Mikey Aaronworth. I'm Jason Wellwood. And I'm Chris Aaronworth. Welcome to Jackass. Welcome to Jackass. It's the podcast where we're on a path of destruction through every single episode of Jackass. We're three lifelong fans of the show reliving the belly laughs, bad ideas, and broken bones. Guys, I'm excited today. Oh, same. Same. Are I was going to lead off with that 100%. You, you know what? We're, we're going back <laughs> to doing what we do best. Yeah, yeah. That's taking punts and rating, rating stunts. Damn it, I practiced that in my head. Do you, why would you practice right. that? I even, got the Taking punts? Taking punts? Yeah, that's like it's like a British term. Sorry, I mean, you're not as cultured as I am. You oh. know, like if you're taking a punt, you're like it's making a, a, a brash opinion. Oh, you know what, Chris? That's why they call them punters, the people in the States, you know? Like the pundits are like, oh, the, this punter said this, da, da, da. Oh, never even heard that. <laughs> you know what? I, I rescind my uh, my my uh, my insults. And uh, I was going to say if, fucking concentrating stunts, but I tried to be yeah, a little I like more that classy. Better. That's all right. Yeah, That's I agree right. with Jay. I think that one that one works a little better <laughs> and is probably more in tune with what our listeners would understand. True. So does, that, does that count for your fun fact of the day? No, right? no, no, no. <laughs> kind of just fun fact it is. So what we're doing today is we're finally doing Jackass 2.5. We're going oh, yeah. back to the old school. We're breaking down stunts. We're going to kind of just do it like we used to with the rating system. You know, we took a little hiatus around that. We didn't want to blow our load too early and save some of the, you know, spend off all the fucking cunts blowing loads. Uh, what the hell is wrong yeah. with you, Chris? I had a sex dream last Ooh. night. Oh, OK. OK. Yeah, it was someone okay. I hated. It was really weird. I felt guilty, shame, but excitement at the same time. Was the dream that you weren't a virgin? What? He's asking if you've ever done the man we're supposed know, to joke with each other not get real and personal all right okay okay all right but uh no, so touch that. so we jackass 2.5 came out on december mm-hmm. 19th of the year mm-hmm. 2007 okay yeah and uh it was interesting it was actually a very good day in my opinion because i'm a man of the peoples okay and uh the lakota people specifically a native american tribe proclaimed mm-hmm. their independence and withdrew from all treaties with the united states establishing the republic of lakota a separate country Interesting. Whoa. Yeah. That's fascinating. Right. Yeah. I know. I mean, probably, I'm the probably heat today, a country. Man. I'm fucking back, baby. Probably a country that the United States uh, uh, refuses to recognize, obviously. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah. We are, no, I'm we're just actually. surprised that you uh, picked a real fact this time. <laughs> hey, you know what? I've been watching, like, I just love the whole idea of, you know, the old Wild West and what was happening and how people were taking care of the land before. You know, if you ever seen the movie mm-hmm. Dances with Wolves, you're just like, mm-hmm. man. The native people had the right fucking idea, not living mm-hmm. with this fucking bullshit these days. So shout out, shout out. Actually, uh, uh, if we are getting real for a second, we're a scant couple weeks away from National Day for Truth and Reconciliation in Canada, a new national holiday as of last year. So that's why yeah. I dropped this fact. There you go. It all it all comes back around. Guys, though, I I, I, I literally the first note I have in my notes is uh, I'm happy to be back. I'm happy to do what we do best. As mm-hmm. Chris said, taking punts and sucking right concert <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that works <laughs> no i'm happy to be here guys you know what when i sat down on my couch to watch uh jackass 2.5 it just felt like i was putting on a uh, an old pair of pants like I, or slipping into an old pair of pants it felt comfortable it's what we started this for this whole podcast for to go back and originally do the tv shows i'll ask you this before we get into the stunt by stunt breakdown um what do you guys think about the fact that we're doing, and we'll put this to the listeners as well. What do you guys think about the fact that we're doing Jackass 2.5 before we do Jackass 3? Because that's the one movie that we haven't done yet. 
Uh, I think it's great because uh, fuck all y'all, you gotta wait. But listen, um, I don't know. To really answer your question, um, like a little bit of a side note here, though. Like I do think it's great, but I also happen to notice, and I almost got confused before we watched for this episode because if you have the DVD of Jackass Number Two, there's like a good hour of. I might be getting I might be getting this backwards, but somewhere either on the 2.5 or the 2 DVD, there's like an extra hour of just bonus deleted shit that mm-hmm. is not 2.5. Right. So like it's the 2.5 the deleted deep into scenes. Right. There's a whole That's other like hour of that, deep. which <laughs> yeah, I fucking am excited about. I don't think I've ever seen that to be honest. I I don't think yeah. I've seen it either. Um, there's a ton of shit for us to come back to, which that made me happy just upon looking into that more um and if you guys want to hear that let us know because i mean i'd be happy to go in and dig into those deleted deleted scenes for sure well deleted scenes are better most of the time like for jackass in particular like you get some not necessarily the whole way through but you 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 know you're the professionals now they're trying to make a movie and things need to work in a certain way so you do get some really good hidden gems that just didn't fit in that being said the deleted scenes are the deleted scenes who knows that's a good point there there's almost like a um there's almost like a thesis to all the stunts that didn't make it because some of them, even in 2.5, never mind the deleted scenes, are great. And we get an interview right off the hop uh, uh, where they're basically ta- everyone's talking about how they essentially filmed like two or three movies worth of stunts. But you you get the sense mm. that there's like there's a special sauce to the stunts that make it into a movie, right? That something has to work. There's like a magic to it. And although some of the stunts are fantastic in 2.5, they're usually lacking something either. And and this is kind of the impression that I'm getting. Either the reaction was too real or the people were too good and didn't show any reaction. You don't want a stunt where someone is just in sheer pain and you don't want a stunt where someone handles it so well that no one's laughing, even though the stunt is funny, even though it's funny that they're, they've shown up, even though it's funny, maybe that they got hurt. The best stunts are the ones that walk this fine line somewhere in between the people having fun with it and the people getting hurt. And those, those are always the best ones. And and you know what? I think one thing you've left out of there is it has to happen all at once because we'll talk about it later. But for example, Preston Lacey dressed as King Kong. That's, ex- that's exactly the one I'm thinking of. Amazing to fucking watch through, but it took a couple days. Like you got one reaction, another, and they, they don't have the time in the movie to tell the story behind the scenes. It just needs to be a final cinematic piece. So I think, I think you're onto something there, Mikey. Yeah, and I'll talk mm. specifically. I want to use I want to use the Preston Lacey one as like <laughs> my my example for for what okay. can go right and wrong. I, I, we'll spend a lot of time on that one, totally. but we'll get to it organically. So, Jay, you want to lead us through uh, the the episode? I'm fucking raring to get going uh, here. Yeah, no, I, I do want to, and I will say real quick, just on this topic that we've kind of you said the presentation's a little different here. And just speaking of the presentation, I almost feel, and maybe you guys will agree, that 2.5 feels closer to Jackass Forever than a traditional, what we would think of as a traditional Jackass film. And that's not a knock on Forever. I just think presentation-wise, it's got a lot more, hey, here's what happened between the sketches, which I love this shit. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm all about 2.5. To I think me, it, it, uh, it, felt, it felt almost one-to-one with 4.5. It was very, very similar to 4.5, I thought, in a, in a lot of ways. Um, uh, but a little bit more structure to it, interestingly, eh? Like a little bit like an interview about what they're talking about, a couple yeah. stunts as an example, yeah. and then an interview about the next few things. It flowed really well. Like, did you notice they do little things where there would, before they got into one stunt, like Matt Hoffman's in it, for example, and they show an interstitial where Matt Hoffman throws piss in Bam Marge 
Gerrera's face. And then in the next stunt, Matt Hoffman is like a, 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 a big person in that next stunt. So it's like they, they warm you up to the idea of this new person. Yeah. They show them behind the scenes. It was like, it's fucking filmmaking. You know, you forget that an Academy Award winner is behind the scenes of this in, 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 uh, in Spike Jones. But yeah. like, man, it's, it's, it, they're showing their chops. I love it. There, there is a very jarring poo transition to come later. It's very jarring. It got, it got even me to kind of go, whoa, hold on a sec. What the fuck? But uh, we'll get there. Uh, let's jump right into this. We get the obligatory warning, as we always do, and straight up to a shot of the American flag mm-hmm. in Knoxville, just dressed to the nines as some sort of army general. Do you, do, I can do you only, know who that general assume. is? Like what, which, what they're kind of... Uh... No, uh, well, I heard the, the sound clip. Yeah, yeah and it's from might, Full Metal Jacket, yeah, right? No, so, no, it's, no it's from from Patton. Patton, yeah. Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a controversial war general. They, but, they uh, essentially, yeah, it's a great movie, actually. My dad made me watch it. They recreated that scene basically shot for shot. Like yeah. the close-up okay. of the ring, the close-up of the insignia yeah, yeah. with like a rip torn, like a, a picture of rip torn <laughs> that basically looks like it was cut out of construction paper using safety scissors. Like totally fucking ramshackle. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was good. I, I, I liked it. Um, you could tell that this was probably shot after the fact when they knew they were putting this together because it's not really your traditional jackass intro where we're getting all the guys making an appearance in slow motion, but it's something. You get all the names as we see different, you know, like you guys said, parts of the uniform and uh, everybody's presented there. However, what we do get instead is the cast walking out as Knoxville says, I present to you Jackass 2.5. Everybody is dressed up as soldiers here and uh, minus the pants. Nobody's wearing <laughs> pants. They all come in in their thongs and again, uh, shot for shot camo thongs too. <laughs> shot for shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they really nailed this one. Um, but I love what they they came up with here for something just quick and dirty because it's you don't really need much for this. But I love that uh, you know you can tell something's coming. Knoxville has everybody turn around because they they come in with their ass cheeks out to the camera, and then he kind of smirks and you know I'm thinking oh yeah they're going to use the rifles to beat each other up or something and then sure enough everybody gets nutted with a rifle and that's your intro so. Um, there you go. 2.5. We're in. And, um, Mikey, as you said, we pretty much just jump right into talking about what we're about to see. We get these little interview snippets. So at this point, I was just having a fucking brain fog or something. I wrote director guy talks about the movie they made. <laughs> uh, so yeah, director guy here. I know it's Tremaine. Fuck off. Uh, we didn't want to stop filming says Pontius. It's funnier than normal life. That was his reason for it. That's why 2.5 exists, right? So the first thing we get is, as we already mentioned, Preston Lacey. And I want to point out before we talk about what the sketch is that he wrote this. And please remember that as we talk about it. So they're painting him up in black paint. And the idea here is that he is going to be King Kong. They're going to get him up on top of a porta potty and he's going to face his fear of heights and fight off the attacking airplanes that they've got, remote control <laughs> airplanes. It's a good idea on paper. But again, boys, I want to talk about this. The fact that he wrote this, he's essentially he's opting in to face his own fear because he is afraid of heights. And the fact that he's up there shaking just like a fucking baby, um, I, I kind of don't know how to feel about it. Like, I'm like, dude, you did this to yourself. Also, props for facing your fear, but it's kind of like it's confusing to watch, you know? Yeah, it's it's I mean, here's here's and this is the first of these examples that we're going to get. Um, you have a group of friends who are all hanging around. They're told by the director. And we know this because we hear stories about uh, like Steve-O later in his life. He tells stories about um, uh, I think we actually talked about this when we did the Dave Englund and Steve-O, their best 10, 10 things. And, and Steve-O said that in the bees episode or the bees stunt where the, the bee limo, 
Jeff Tremaine got mad at Steve-O for not selling the bee stings as much, for not slipping on the marbles. So they're told to like, let's get good footage. You know, it doesn't mean fake it, but like dial your emotions up to 10 or 11. So you've got like a bunch of friends who are watching Preston Lacey and they, they clearly get a sense like you can see on like Dave Anglin's face that he's concerned with Lacey. Lacey has a phobia of heights and he's standing up there and he's literally shaking. He's, he's like ambulant. <laughs> like he can't oh, even, man. he's literally like, yeah, just, just, <laughs> and then he'll go from like being gone. Like he, it's like a fucking speaking of, of military and Patton and all that stuff. Like a, like a scene that you've seen in a, in a Vietnam war movie where someone is just like, like inconsolable. And then he'll go to like beating his chest or something like that. And everyone starts laughing, but you can tell there's this break in some of them. That's like, I know we have to sell this and Johnny Knoxville and Bam Margera are pulling no punches, but everyone else starts to get a little bit concerned for him. And they're like, fuck, now we have to like make fun of this, our friend, our our friend, our good friend, as he's up there losing his mind. And Preston even says in an interview after it, he's like, I was having literally the worst day of my life. And I believe him when he says that. He says, this was the worst day of my life and all of my friends were laughing at me. And that in a vacuum is horrifying. That's horrifying. And, and, and so you get, you get all these scenes and we get laughs and Chris, I know you're, you're, you're there stifling laughs. So I, I'm sure you maybe didn't read into it as much and just had some fun with it. But what were you thinking during this? I, I all, when I watch Jackass, my favorite thing to do is just fantasize about me being on set and, and the, the surprise <laughs> and the jokes. And you can see it in everybody's face. Yes. You, you could tell a few people are concerned, but despite like Steve, for example, you know, but despite them being concerned, it is just so preposterous to look at. Yeah. You have King fucking Kong with his painted out <laughs> fucking tits and abs up on there shaking like the weirdest looking shake I've ever seen, which is nothing you could describe, but pure 100% adult, unadulterated fear. And yeah. they're just fucking yeah. pissing themselves laughing. And you could tell they don't like it, but it's just so shocking to see them see their friend like this for the first time. No one went to the set for a single second expecting what they got. And they uh-huh. it, you could just tell it just fucking blew their fucking mind away. And they're fucking dying oh, inside. Man. And I would be yeah. I, what I would pay to be there for this time, not knowing what was to come and just see this fucking larger than life figure painted like that. Like we're f- forgetting. We're talking about him as if he's him. You have to yes, can't get yes. past the fact that he looks fucking ridiculous, but amazing at the same sense. And he's just sitting yeah. there and we they're just fucking standing dying. next to him in a fucking dress, like, like a oh, princess. I, and, I, uh, and not even at this point though. That's the thing. Like the, he's so scared. And this only appears to be the test shoot. Cause they've only got one of like four airplanes up there with a right. man's not on top at this point yet. He's down on the ground. So it seems like they haven't even, they're not even doing the real shoot yet and he's already this scared it, that just blew my mind too when i found out oh this isn't like this isn't it they're not going yet uh oh my god and and there's a point you guys probably saw where he's shaking so much they tell him to just sit down he looked like he was gonna, gonna fall faint. and break his neck yes. yeah like oh my god and i just love his response to that he's like no fuck you guys he starts beating his chest <laughs> like he fights the fear and everybody gets a kick out of that so i mean yeah. i my thoughts when i was watching this though um as i'm kind of like first i'm with you chris i'm laughing as hard as i've laughed at like any and, jackass and gets, yeah like this sure. is this is 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 pure comedy but then there's a moment where i start to get a little bit concerned and then the way that he falls afterwards he finally falls yeah and oh. he <laughs> Hits the ground in a way that is, it's like he died before he hit the ground and hits with such a thud. It's, it's 
almost sickening. And he misses the mattress that's down there, which, by the way, only one mattress. Like, how is he going to know where to fall? Uh, Dave England immediately knows it. And he's he's beside himself. He's like, oh, no, guys, this isn't good. Like, he's he's like, I knew we shouldn't have been doing this. And I wrote down in my notes, if you ever thought there could be a jackass stunt too tragic to show in a movie. We just we just found it. The reason why this one doesn't show in as at this point as I'm watching it, all I'm thinking is the reason why this didn't make the movie is because it was too sad and too painful mentally, not even just physically. It's like this isn't even fun at a certain point. They have to be in on it at least that at least in the sense that they react and he's not even reacting in the Preston Lacey way. He's just sad and scared like a well, child. Here's I think here's why it didn't make the movie, because as we're going to see, once we get past this day, number two comes, they load him up with four Xanax and you have a whole, yes. whole different Preston Lacey. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> he is fucking beaming with confidence. He is up there really belting his chest. He's just like, he he's, he's the man. He felt like he conquered his fear. And yes. if if you were to just show that part of it in the movie, it wouldn't be nearly as funny because you didn't understand the journey that he had to go through to get 100%. there. But I, I so the second part is fucking. That's why that's why I think this is this is the um this is the perfect. And you can't convince me that Spike Jones and Jeff Tremaine didn't do this on purpose. This is the perfect example of of g- telling the audience what is in this movie because it couldn't make the the actual the actual movie it's Uh because the first time they did it he didn't react and he was just scared and it just hurt the second time he did it he was too confident it was too almost too good and he was too funny and if it doesn't like you said chris if this all happened in the same run like he started scared and then got back to it great but because it's two separate things they just they they couldn't sell it and i wonder i wonder if there was a way because we know jackass does this sometimes that they cut multiple filming sessions into one if they could have salvaged this one because i think there was a way they could have done it but regardless it's saying this is one version of a stunt that's that you can't do because because it was too tragic and here's another one that you can't do because the guy was too good and too confident in it and everything that falls on either side of those is what's going to be in jackass 2.5 can i talk about real quick which may be one of my favorite moments in jackass history that i didn't even know i liked so much he's up there day two xanax is on there he's confident but he's still lit like you 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 can tell he's not 100 percent there First plane goes by, he swats that fucking thing out of the air. Oh, yeah. You yeah. see the shift in his face <laughs> yes. where he gains so much confidence and he really becomes King Kong. Like, he's yeah. just like, from that point, it's just like he wakes up and then he's just batting these fucking things out of the air. And it was just like, <laughs> I've never seen such a, a moment of realization oh, yeah. in someone's eyes where he went from like meek to like, he literally turned into King Kong, in my opinion. And it was Honestly. just fucking the funniest thing I've ever seen. He went he went from too yeah. scared to be able to sell comedy to too confident to be able to sell fear and oh. and and just missed missed the middle grounds there. Jay, were you laughing as hard as we were laughing in this one? Because I found this one. I was howling. Oh, it was it was good. I don't know if I was laughing like out loud, like belly laughs, but I do like. Um, Chris mentioned the airplanes and he like he swats one out of the out of the sky. I don't know if you guys noticed that like they changed their strategy after that. So like, oh fuck, he's getting us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they start coming from behind. And there's a couple where there's one that hits him in the back of the head and it actually just like sticks in his hair or the paint or something for a good two seconds uh-huh. and he kind of has to shake it off. He pulls he oh, pulls a God. Vin Diesel from what Fast and the Furious Six where he gets shot in the back with a gun and just turns around and looks at the guy who shot him and keeps on walking. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when he swatted that first camera, it's like he looked at his hands like 
I have this power. Yes. Yeah. And then exactly. it's just like, oh my God. Then they're like, yeah, we got to pelt them in the head. And you just yeah, see, yeah. it's like, it starts <laughs> off like the first one comes and you see the wobbly, like he's going to fall and he like mans up again. And the second one, it's like pure what would have happened in King Kong, but they didn't, they definitely didn't stage this. It's like the first hit's not going to take him out, knocks him a little bit. Yes. Second hit. <laughs> By the third one, he's fucking timbering down over there, man. It was just yeah. so fucking I have to, perfect. I have to be honest he with this. Fall too. This scene, yeah. what we just saw is better than peter jackson's rendition of king kong you cannot 100%. convince me otherwise that 100%. scene is better than the original empire state building it's better than anything peter jackson's put to put to film uh in in the in the king kong universe maybe even the lord of the rings mm. universe maybe maybe this apes <laughs> pun intended everything peter jackson's ever done who knows but one thing they There's didn't learn the... from the first time thanks was the uh was the fall was was the fall because he, he falls again and you're thinking like, okay, he's got it. Everything's going to be okay. He's not going to pass out before he hits the ground again. <laughs> but he falls and just rolls, like tumbles, like, oh, like a yeah, boulder. Yeah. If you've ever seen like planet Earth when, when like a boulder capsizes or something off the top of a mountain and it just rolls and it's just this massive amount of weight going with, with no impunity. Uh, he was like a rag doll. That, that scared me to see the way he fell again. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> they just let him go down that hill. It's like an invisible rope was tied around his body and someone just <laughs> held one end and let him go. And he just, honestly, like they, yeah, they un- the unleashed um, him like a fucking yo-yo. Like someone just went, yeah, there you go. He just exactly. keeps, keeps rolling. <laughs> yeah. Ragdoll all the way. And, uh, before we move on to the next one, I, I thought I'd point this out here. Cause I'm sure you noticed Mikey, you, we've talked about this on the show before and you tend to bring it up that when you see Bam and, uh, Knoxville side by side on screen together, you've noticed in the past you're picking up on maybe some animosity or competition between the two because they both want to share that spotlight yes. but that can be difficult did, did you notice here when they were doing the test shoot there's a lot of knoxville bam interaction in the, in terms of them making jokes together laughing at each other's jokes even like kind of high-fiving that kind of mentality like did you notice things looked good here it was kind of it put a smile on my mm-hmm. face to see because we don't really know what the dynamic was like between them we can't really know that but I don't know. It was refreshing. I guess it, it I like was. That. They What'd did. Think? They did seem like friends. If there was competition, it was just a competition and like who can sell the laughs the most. And that's fine because that works. You know, it didn't seem like the animosity was towards one another because the Jackass crew didn't put one of them front and center like they did in Jackass one in the shopping cart scene where that was the clear moment where it's like Johnny's our guy. Bam, you are second to Johnny in this one and then make him like film the reaction that that was a little bit more rough. Yeah, and uh, hey, if you didn't listen to our episode last week on the MTV Cribs, uh, go back and check that out because I immediately noticed in this next shot when Stevo says, "When the chips are down and life look like looks like it sucks," Xanax. He's in his apartment. I recognize the apartment He's immediately. A hundred percent. Oh, and I could smell it again. It brought back all these sense memories, and so I've never been there before. He was still in that memory after filming Jackass Two. He was there for a while. He was still there. Yeah, yeah. That sucks. That sucks so bad for him. Jesus Christ. It was probably a bit of a health time. hazard, that place. Mm. Um, but hey, we get this next one. Oh, man, I can't wait to lead into this. I think out of all the things we're going to talk <laughs> about today, this is probably my favorite because it's so fucking stupid. And uh, okay, we're in Bam's kitchen and mm. you see Phil. He says, you know, I'm Phil uh, Margera and I'm hungry for some goddamn meatballs. <laughs> 
we get the camera zooms out and there's Bam at the other end of the island, the kitchen island, and he's got a slingshot with a nice zesty meatball in there. <laughs> and it's all sauced up and everything. And I just love seeing Phil just standing there with his mouth open, just waiting, just waiting for this thing to get launched. Across the kitchen, hits him right in the right eye. It just hits him with such a smack that it, it looks like I've been hit before with like, um, you know, when someone at a party, they like uh, open a beer bottle with their lighter and they, you know, launch it off. projectile. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've had that happen yeah. and hit me right in the fucking eye before. It looked like the same kind of impact as that. I lost vision for like a couple minutes after that happened. <laughs> I, was, I was going to say, sure Jay, Phil was in the same boat. I'm sure when you show up to parties. I, I don't know why you use the bottle capping analogy because I've heard that every time you show up to a party, people slingshot meatballs at you and ask you to leave. Is like, why would you go to the bottle cap thing? It's true. You've had the well, meatball you- slingshots happen to you every time you've shown up. <laughs> Actually, I don't think that would be such a bad fate. I mean, <laughs> Honestly. dude, I don't know if you've ever been to a party. The first thing I do is go looking for the snacks. And I think if I can land one of those right in, you know, like a nice <laughs> shot right in the mouth, I might impress someone and they might actually do the opposite and ask me to stay. That's I don't true. Know. That's true. Wouldn't that be the dream? though that would right? be the dream. being asked to stay at the party a boy not dream. so much for phil here though uh he it's doing this sketch it's like so stupid it, it gets an immediate laugh when you just see this thing boink him in the head but what i love about it is the shame after like phil he looks like he's a little bit embarrassed that he's like he had agreed to do this but he's trying to like joke it off and have fun with it he's just a big dude covered in sauce at this <laughs> point and uh it's I love it's, it. it's a shame because it. this is funny enough to be in like an interstitial in the TV show. It's not quite enough for the movie. I'm glad it saw the light of day because I agree with you, Jay. I laugh my ass off. Jay, for the listener who wouldn't know this, uh, Jay, we all make names for ourselves every time we enter the recording studio here. Uh, Jay's was Papa Phil's meatball. So speaks to how much he enjoyed, I think, that that portion of it. And I would tend to agree. And up next, guys, this one is a close second for me in the stuff we're going to talk about today in this episode. This is Dizzy Boxing, and we get a nice little intro from Dave England in the interview that basically says he had this idea where they would suspend two guys by ropes, twisting them round and round in the air, and then let the ropes go, let all the tension out, and just spin them until they're so fucking dizzy they can't even stand up. And then you'd get into a ring and box. This is why he's so disappointed to find out that when he gets on set, that all they've got are two office chairs. Um <laughs> <laughs> and that's how they're going to recreate his idea. Now, I got to mention before we dig into this one, because there's one thing that just seems like the biggest hazard of all. Of all. They're mm-hmm. in a fucking high rise. There's windows on every large floor to ceiling windows on every <laughs> wall. You imagine. And they're in there boxing. And when you see how dizzy these guys are after the spinning, like there's points where I was sure someone was just going to go fucking flying I was thinking the exact window. same thing, especially that it, big one at the back where uh, Aaron yeah, was yeah. kind of standing. Could you Man, imagine it that? That would be. Cr- do you think it would make the movie? This sketch? No. There's even a point where they say straight to DVD features. No, no. I mean, if that, someone but... fell out a, a fucking window, do you think oh, it would God, make the I movie? I think it would have to. That's a good if, question. Here's a, just a general question: If someone died yeah. on the set of Jackass, do you think they would want it no. in the movie? Would they you want it? No, dude. I, no I think, like selfishly, they wouldn't admit that. A couple people would be like, "Fuck, we." If you know, like, put it this way: If I fucking died in a stunt. And you guys didn't put me in the movie, I'd be fucking yeah. pissed. I'd haunt you forever. But like, <laughs> realistically speaking, you just can't do that. That's not cool. I, yeah. You can't yeah, immortalize yeah, yeah, someone's true. death by an accident in a situation like that. Then so, it becomes a snuff film. It's it, probably it's, legally speaking, there's probably going to be under investigation. It, it would, it would never see the light of day. Yeah, yeah. They'd have yeah. to be like on their fucking deathbed, going, "My last wish." <clears throat> put this in the movie and then they just they're gone you're like oh shit i guess we got to do it now and we have uh, to I, I, 
Legally. I got to talk about the spitting real quick okay. before we get to the boxings. I'm sure you guys have lots of comments on the boxing and I, I was impressed, but the spinning, let's talk about the spinning because when they're getting him in the chairs and spinning, Steve-O's on the sidelines and he, it's like he's a bystander in a gangbang. He's just like, yeah, spin <laughs> that shit. Just beating his cock on the sidelines, you know? It's it. I mean, Steve-O has that vibe in a lot of this movie whenever he's on the sidelines, like when he's watching Wee Man, which we'll see eventually uh, 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 jump out of the, the cooler and spray people with his piss. He's like Steve-O's just sitting there like, fuck, yeah, man, let's fucking go. Um, it was a little too horny, it was a, little, a, little a little too, too horny. horny for my uh, but look, everyone was riled up. This is this is my theory on this stunt is that it didn't make the movie because it got too real. I, I, I was a little high when I was watching this, and sometimes I tend to read into things too emotionally when I'm when I'm watching things a little bit oh, high. Oh, really? I haven't got any note of that since the start of this thing. You had fucking King Kong sitting there shaking, and you're like, but he had a bad day. Like, dude, you just fucking missed out on the funniest fucking thing of all time because you're fucking no, I still high found it funny. I still found it funny. But what I read into this one, and I was curious, I wanted to ask you guys. It starts off, you know, they're just kind of swinging wildly. They're dizzy boxing, this and that. What's a couple punches land they are Mm -hmm. there's bloodlust they're they're mad at each other they they're not now selling this as a stunt they actually just want to knock the shit out of each other and it seems like dave england and aaron i know they're they're friends but they've they've had that weird animosity towards one another in other stunts like the like Mm -hmm. the p snow cone for example um you see that kind of come out every so often did you guys pick up on that as well that at a certain point, they were just out for blood. Here's, yeah, letting it out, man. I'm surprised because I'm like, I love watching fights. I could just watch a regular fight video. Like, you know, World Star used to post all those fight videos. Like, I love that shit. But this is jackass. This isn't street mm-hmm. fighting. And right. I, I, the whole time I'm thinking, if they did it Dave's way, where it was a, like he wanted them to be turbo dizzy, which that would have changed everything. Because what ends up happening is if you've ever got like spun around, you're dizzy for like five seconds. And then it starts wearing off. And now they're just straight yeah. up punching each other. Exactly like you said. So it was it was like if they were be able, able to be dizzy for a longer period of time, where number one, the punches aren't really connecting. People are more falling down and swinging wildly. Sure. That would have been a lot more funny to me because towards like especially come like the later rounds and stuff, they're just fighting and they're just fighting. They're just yeah. fighting. And that's just I, I it's not what I want to see friends do. You know what I mean? Yeah. If they were like enemies or something cool, whatever. But like, I just don't like to see it that much. And, uh, you know, I'm always down for a good fight, but that kind of threw me off. And that's why I definitely didn't think it made the movie. If it was done differently, could have. But yeah, shorten the rounds me- or something. Do like fucking five punches, then spin or them again. Just give them giant novelty boxing gloves or something like that. Yeah, you know, true, like make, true. It, make it like this. You're right. This was a street fight. And the whole vibe in the room started to get like. Like a fucking Toronto bar on a UFC fight night. Everyone is just kind of like raring for blood. They're gnarling their teeth. Aaron at one point is after the second round is gone. He's not even in his body anymore. Dude, He's so, staring at the camera, like panting yeah, and this like is, gnashing his teeth. So this is so weird. When I was watching this, it was like, I could feel like this would be a high thought. Like you were having Mikey, but I had this like epiphany where it was so strange to me. If you take the physical characteristics of danger Aaron keep in mind he's been in these little scuffles here and there and he usually gets the upper hand on people yes like, we yeah. look at him as this meek soft guy because that's how he's framed on the tv show sure but if you didn't know him from jackass and you've seen him walking down the street tooth out now he's got a mohawk 
you would be like, that's an intimidating fucking guy. It just True. goes to show what social constraints could actually put on someone because I still to this day cannot see him as even the slightest bit threatening. But meanwhile, True. he's a pretty fucking big badass. And you would probably think that if you seen him walking down the street. So I was like, that's did you guys kind of think about that? I don't know. It's really weird. No, I, I, I didn't, but I, I agree with that. Jay, what about you? <laughs> no, that's a great high thought, man. Like I didn't go that deep with it, but I think you're on to something there, Chris. Um, yeah, this fight's, it's something else, man. They're swinging pretty fucking hard. And, and you can tell by the end when, you know, Dave's on the ground, he gets rocked hard enough that he can't get up for the count. Although I think he is, it looks like he's trying. I do love when Preston's counting him. He tells, he's quietly tells him to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but this, this, I mean, yes, that's, that's funny. And it's the, it that resigned, quiet fuck off is the moment all the energy in the room deflates. It goes Chris, from bloodlust to guess what's ha- I'm, I'm doing it again. I know. I know. But <laughs> guess what? Guess what? No one actually ever wants to know because it because there's no going back from it ever. Is he concussed? No, no. Oh, yeah, is that know, your friend can beat you up? Oh, the, the, yeah. The pecking yeah. order Ooh, is not. You're not too. supposed to know that it, there's intimidation and there's this and there's that. But you are toe to toe with someone in the in in the pecking order in Jackass. It's like who's better at stunts. So simultaneously, you have who wins the stunt and who as a friend can beat up the other friend. And and and, and it changes everything with everybody else too. Forever, forever. Dude. Everyone realizes what they've just discovered, and it's a sickening feeling. They're like, "I didn't want to know this. I didn't want to see it. Fuck! I if only we hadn't filmed this one, dude." When I was yeah. in like high school, I was like, I was a skinny, skinny guy, and I was like, you know, like be like act like a tough guy, whatever the fucking stupid case is. But I, there was like a kind of dork guy, but he was like athletic as hell, but he was a little dork, and we got in an argument because I was kind of posturing up in a gym class in the locker room and it came down. We had to just kind of go at it and he just was so much stronger than me. Like basically it was like, not like a fist fight, but it was like a tussle. And I was like, Oh fuck that. Like fucked everything up from, and I remember just thinking that. And then him knowing that he had the upper hand, I'm like, shit, you know, this pure intimidation doesn't work. You got to back this shit up somehow. And I was like, Oh fuck. That's it's a, it's, it just changes everything. Cause Mm -hmm. there's always, even if someone is 600 pounds of pure muscle and the other person is 80 pounds of, of skin and bone, there's always the, what if there's always the, you you know, it's, it's all theoretical until it isn't. And now all of a sudden their relationship is never going to be the same. And it's just, it was not a fun feeling on set. And trip Taylor says it as he, he sees what's coming trip Taylor, you know, to be fair, one of the producers of Jackass knows what's happening. And, and like you mentioned, Jay, in between one of the rounds, he looks at the camera and says straight to DVD. He knows he's like, fucking, what are we doing here? This is straight to DVD. Um, and it also kind of recontextualizes Dave England. You know, I know in the beginning, he's like, we were supposed to be way more dizzy. We were supposed to be suspended, spinning around this and that. That either means he thought the stunt would have had a different tone or his excuse for not winning the fight is that they weren't dizzy enough, which also could be really funny. And uh, yeah, moving on out of this one, guys, I got to ah. say this next sketch, anything that starts with uh, Bam Margera calling April or Phil on the phone oh to tell them what he's about to do and they have no clue. I'm I'm just the happiest. I'm like, uh, I'm like Mikey. If you give me three different colors of milk, I'm the happiest <laughs> guy in the room. So we've got Steve-O, Pontius, and Bam at the beach phoning April. I'm going to film a skit, mom. It's called the butt bead ass kite. The butt bead ass <laughs> The best ass name of kite. a skit of all time. Uh, don't worry. I'm going to help out, says Steve-O. The beads will be totally lubed up. We'll spit on them, says Pontius. I just love these guys chiming in, making the phone call. They hang up on um, April after she's right in the middle of debating uh, whether or not a permit is needed for something like this. They just hang up on her. 
And uh, I love, I love the open to this oh. bam on the beach and the delivery of this line when he says, I feel like flying a kite out of my ass. <laughs> it's like bam Margera at 110%. This, yeah, love that Everybody line. in this sketch at 110%. Like the, this is by yeah. far my favorite thing of the movie. It, it just, when they're sitting there and Steve-O and Pontius are giggling and it's like, it brings you back to the, like, we look at them as these, like, big heroes and stuff. They're fucking kids. They're talking, yeah. they're still talking to someone's mother. And they're, like, testing those boundaries. Like, what can we get away with? Like, what are we allowed to say or not? And Bam is the one egging them on. And, like, Steve-O chimes in at first, like, don't worry, I'll help him out. And then Bonnie says the spitting on them thing. And, like, you could tell, like, as he says, he's like, oh, my God, I shouldn't have said that, you know? And they just keep one-upping each other. And they're just giggling, like, little fucking kids trying to get away with what they can against someone's parents. And I just like, this is fucking brilliant. You know, this they're is, all at hundred percent. This is one where, you know, if you have the different reasons for why a stunt couldn't have been in the real movie, uh, this and bam says it at the end of it is just, there's something about shoving a dildo in your ass and flying butt, a kite from it. Anal beads that kind of crosses the line. And this is just, you know, for, for ratings, whatever it is, I kind of agree. Maybe you can't show it, but man, that, this should have that been in the first, movie. This should have been if in the movie. If this was a newer yeah, stunt, so. be, like if this wasn't 2007 or yes. 2006, whenever the movie came out, this was 100% in the movie. The, but it's here's, exactly here's what you said over there when he was like, he's like, yeah, the golden dildo, weird but funny. The other thing, the butt butt farm or the dick farm yeah, on my dick ass, farm. weird but funny. He's like, there's just something shady about a fucking kite to anal beats. And it's when so you cross the barrier of an asshole and you see it and you know it's currently happening, like it's in the process yeah, of yeah. being in and out. I think that's it. Um, and yeah, there's hang time on those beats. <laughs> there's in there for a while. So. Exactly. I want to take you guys through a, a thought experiment that I had when I was watching this one. What you, you, is, you were high and you had a thought experiment about something and you want to fucking talk about it like a fucking. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's go. Through let's this. have some fun. Yeah, I want to hear this. I don't, I don't want to pay. I don't want to pay for therapy. So this is this is why I bring you guys into it. Cool. Bam and his friends call Bam's mom to tell Ape that he's about to shove anal beans in his ass and fly a kite from it. This beans. isn't creepy. <laughs> what, what's that? Beads. He said beans. beans. <laughs> Chris isn't on board. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, this isn't creepy. Because it's being filmed. But imagine if it imagine if it weren't. And as a mother, you received a call from your son telling you that he was about to shove anal beads up his ass and fly a kite from it. And that kind of got me questioning this. If there's a camera, it's not creepy. If there isn't a camera, it is creepy. What if it's filmed, but it never sees the light of day? If it didn't make Jackass 2.5, it's like if a tree That's falls even and creepier around, than if there is no make camera. A sound. It kind of is. It kind of is. It's like we filmed this, but this is just for daddy. This oh. one's just for daddy. Like that whole thought reminds fun. me of this uh, this Family Guy sketch when it's like the cops bust in. This guy's having sex with a hooker. It's like you're arrested. This is a hooker. He's like, actually, I'm filming it, and we're putting it on the internet for everybody to see. Okay, then have a nice day. You're like, what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> the act is the same, and the act itself can be either creepy or not, depending on whether or not there's a camera like that's such a weird yeah. thought i think uh i think we got to talk about the power of the wind at this point because oh. <laughs> i love when he lets go of the kite uh wee man does and bam immediately starts screaming like the wind is powerful enough on this day to cause him a little bit of pain here i was afraid we were going to see a prolapse at some point Oof. it looks like it was pulling pretty hard uh either that or he's clenching up and making it worse i'm not really sure what's well, going on well he had to clench enough to let it fly for a while know. 
Yeah. 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 That's true. You didn't want, you don't want it to just blow away. But when he does relax, there's this shot of the kite pulling the beads on a string <laughs> down the beach through the sand. <laughs> just something about that was. Well, the best part is yeah, he, I laughed out loud. He's yelling. He's like, get it out, get it out, get it out. They finally decide to go do it. And right as that's happening, the wind actually just pulls it out. And I don't know who it was, but you just hear, it wasn't even me. It was Mother Nature. <laughs> like because there's this giggling because he's like about to do it and then everyone thinks that's the case and then he realizes it yeah. the mother nature just ripped the fucking anal beads out of his fucking ass i think were you I guys think was- at all worried sorry Mike, no no go for it, go for it. Were, were you guys worried at all that when steve-o picked up the beads afterwards and was kind of like holding them close to his face and sniffing them that he was gonna like put those in his mouth 100 looked like I, he was thinking i thought that's it. what he was going for yeah it was so funny when he did it he's just sitting there smelling the beads um oh. And, and then and then Bam's like, is there shit on it? And Steve-O looks and he's like, yeah, dude. And then they high five. <laughs> like it could have been a freeze frame from like an 80s sitcom or something. And the credits could have rolled. It was just two guys just being so happy and excited over the fact that uh, anal beads had shit on them. It's great. Like this, this was such a whimsical and what a weird thing to describe as it's whimsical. True, though. But such a whimsical thing. It really is. Did this, this. Oh, sorry, Mikey. No, I, I, I want to draw attention to this because it's going to come up a couple more times later. Pontius in all of these is such a trooper. Like the, his lack of like body shame. He's the one who like shoves the balls in Bam's ass. Uh, he, he's the one who's like there, uh, making sure that, that, that it's, it's, it's being held properly by the wind and it's in place and all that stuff. He's, he's just like such a trooper to make sure that the, the stunt goes when it's clear that everyone still has that sense of like, are we being like too gay by doing that? Is this too gay? And Pontius is like, doesn't fucking matter. Let's let's shove the balls in this. Let's Stop being gay and shove yeah. the balls in this guy's ass. What are we doing? It's great. Yeah, we get the ball count too, which was funny when Pontius hops in there and gets real close. Yes. Did you mention that? The ball count? No, no, or I didn't no? mention the ball okay. count. No, no, no. Sorry. No. I, did, I, I don't know if I missed that. Yeah. So with the ball count, it was, I love that. That is his face is right up in there. And I'm, I'm wondering like, at this point, Bam's uncomfortable. Pontius is in there. He's like a, he's like a fucking a kid in the candy store he's loving this and you can just tell he's about to do something but i did not expect that that they were gonna go and like check him like oh it's only three of the four balls bam come on we're not there yet like it's just he was totally being a knoxville about it you know it was like, great making sure it goes all the way i thought that was yeah, I, I for me just touch. seeing bam and the boys interacting it's not just bam but it's everybody interacting and just how fun it was it really makes me realize how much this franchise misses Bam when he's at 100%. his best. And, mm-hmm, and you yeah. know, to me, I'm, I'm looking at him here and in this movie in general and 2.5. And, you know, they say like with like people that are addicts and stuff like that, they're like, it was, it was so much fun until it wasn't anymore. And uh-huh. it's like, there is that peak time where people are getting fucked up, where they're still in somewhat control and it's still fun and it's still laughable. And this might be the era where we got to see the last time we'll ever get to see that version of Bam. You know, if he gets sober True. and he does his stuff, he's, he's going to be great. He'll be great in different ways, but there is something magical. Or I think all of these guys were actually hitting that spot, at least the ones that had to quit booze and drugs Yeah, at the exact same time when it was still fun for everybody before it got too fucked up. And I think that's why the Jackass 2 is the most magical one and 2.5 and what we get out of it. Jackass 2 was, was the peak by far. And I think, I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, it's uh it's uh you know but but it you know watching going back and watching this um with the context of where bams come there is like a little bit of a fly in the ointment it's like it is it's a little bit it's a little bit tough it's a little bit tough to to watch and know what eventually happens to him i say fly of an ointment it's also kind of like like sand in the lube um I, i'm you surprised go. you guys didn't mention this when he's got his his lubed up 
anal beads, he gets sand on them. That Ugh. that's worse than the whole stunt. That's worse I than know. flying. He has to put a lubed up sandy anal beads up his ass. That's are you like picture what that would feel like? That would be atrocious. Yeah. Yeah, well, I was once having sex with this girl on the beach there. and friggin' my dick <laughs> kind of like came out and it hit the sand and then I just put it back in and I was just like, I can't believe I just did that to that poor fucking thing. Oof. Yeah. It didn't that's... feel good on my dick. Never mind like the sandpaper yeah, action. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't even notice that. If I noticed that, I would have definitely stuck out in my mind because I just now I just never will ever have sex on a beach ever again. Especially if I'm taking the reason- it. Do you think that the reason Bam Margera uh, was begging for them to pull the anal beads out was because he felt himself getting a little hard and he didn't want to show it on camera? I don't think you could because it's just too funny in those circumstances. Like, <laughs> I just think there's just too much. Too Make, much. Maybe yeah. if you're like, you know, experimenting on a Friday night alone in your fucking room, one thing. But when you're sitting there with your buddies and just pissing yourself laughing and you have a fucking True. kite attached to your ass. Like, like in order for that to be attractive to you, you have to work your way up. You can't just go from no anal beads to flying a kite. You know, That's, like, <laughs> you know what? You know what? Good point. Yeah. <laughs> I've thought about this a lot. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the butt bead ask. Uh, what a good one. What a highlight. Um, up next. Hey, friends. My name is Wee Man, and I am a matador. Listen, guys, when you get Wee Man dressed up in the, uh, you know, you know what a matador is. I don't have to tell you. Come on. You should be able, you should oh, be yeah. able to see it already. Uh, we get punk rock and calf wrangling here. I love this. Goddamn. And Goth there's Cowboys. this... There's this question here that I had to ask you guys. Why do you think I'm so excited? There's this question here I had to ask you guys because it came to mind, not immediately, but the more I watched, I realized, holy shit, like, is putting an angry calf in there? Because this calf is pretty fucking aggressive, too. I don't know what they did to the poor thing, but (laughs) it's pissed. Yeah. Uh, they, They put it in there. Is this intimidating to Wee Man from his perspective? Like, is this equal to the bull that Johnny took on in forever from his perspective? I, I think like he's a little guy. that way I and mean, I usually do. It it has to be. So would a regular bull be like that much scarier? Because it's like fucking of course. Of course. Have no oh my god. That's so it, good. A regular bull would be like if Johnny Knoxville had a bull twice the size of a bull, because Wee Man is about half the size of Knoxville. Oh, I right? never thought like about eye it. Like eye level that. and everything. I'm not even making a joke, but like that's you know, it would I would imagine that your perspective is changed when you're lower to the ground and the thing is the size you have an innate sense of how tall or and large you are, right? Like but I, I didn't even know Jam, you you mentioned this was a calf. Like, was this a calf? Was it a baby bull or was it like the before video in a dodo? Uh, video you know the the dodo you see those videos on social media it's like when a when a like ratty ass animal with like one leg and and zero eyes gets saved and like brought back to life (laughs) i just thought it was a wee bull they found a a midget bull (laughs) oh maybe maybe we man versus wee bull that's what i called this stunt Uh, we man but this bull was fucking wiry as fuck man like jay was was, saying he came in bucking like just jumping around i'm like that almost looks scarier to me than one of the bigger ones because you kind of like I feel like with the bigger one, yeah, there's more damage, but like they're slower. This guy was fast and wiry and unpredictable. He was like a uh, like fucking uh, Muggsy Bogues out there, you know. <laughs> like you think you think you're gonna be big enough to to shut him down, but no, he moves unpredictably. Uh, fucking Earl Boykins, though Earl Earl, yeah, uh, Earl Bolkins. Um, uh, we can move past that. This yeah, this one was funny because it had it had a similar element to it as the as the uh, 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 Preston Lacey King Kong one, where he starts off very scared when the when the calf charges him the first time he basically drops like gives up on on the 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 olay thing whatever the flag and just like walks away he's like fuck it i'm done but then as soon as he does does the 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 juke right one time 
and everyone cheers, he's like, oh, fuck yeah. Toss me down a rose. I'm putting that shit in my mouth. Like, he becomes a matador. Yeah. And it was so and when funny he does, to watch. When he, you know that, you know how bulls, they like kind of kick their hooves back? And when Wee uh-huh. Man's doing that in front of the bull, it might be the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. He just had this big, <laughs> his big legs are just power going like he's pushing on a yeah. skateboard. And then the bull awesome. gets, oh my God, it was great. I like this one. I, I, so, so let me ask you guys. This one has, like we said with Preston Lacey, it has the, the sheer fear. It has the eventual claiming of, of it, like it, he gets the confidence and then the bull gets the upper hand again and chases him out of the ring. Why isn't this one? You know why? why? Why do you guys think this one isn't in it? Why? Was it, was it Jackass 2 that was the running of the bulls intro scene? I think yeah. so. Yes. Yeah. And there yeah. was a lot of bull action in that. It's like, mm. you already have the bigger real thing where we man's even in front of those guys. True. It's like, you know what I mean? It's, it's like, it, it has all those right aspects, but you know, you're just downgrading in my opinion. I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. I, and also like we've seen this, this sketch where it's one-to-one with a real bull to, to Knoxville. How much more can you get out of the same stunt just with Wee Man and, and now if it was Wee Man one-on-one versus a real, like a big bull. I now we're talking. Now sign me up, Paramount Plus. You know what I want. <laughs> Yeah, there's not much more to say on this one, but I, I appreciate that it was in here. I, I I was smiling watching it. I love when they uh, they throw the roses at Wee Man as well. <laughs> that was it, that was that was adorable. It was like he like yeah. I like he he became a, a matador. It was it was it was totally hilarious. But uh, hey, I'm always game anytime we're gonna fuck. Uh, okay, fuck yeah, it up fuck yeah, James <laughs> game anytime. Or we're just fuck. someone cut that yeah. and edit that and put <laughs> poo right after. That or is something. perfect. Yeah. Oh, good. Very, very original. <laughs> very original, Chris. You just made what happened naturally less funny. That's that's kind of what I'm here for, guys. That's that right. is funny. In that's its own where the aspect. humor lies. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, anytime we're at Ape and Phil's, uh, I, I'm I'm excited to see what's going to happen next. Like, there's I've been conditioned by Jackass. When I see that fucking house, I know something stupid's going to happen. This is no exception. We're at Ape and Phil's, and we've got a big honk and bazooka. They're in the garage right now, like just dressed up like uh, they're, they're about to like kick in the door and this is like a SWAT team raid or something. So I love that they come into the kitchen and they just yell at Ape, who's alone in the kitchen at the moment. Ape, hit the deck. And she, instead of hitting the deck, proceeds to debate. What is that? Yes. Bam, tell me what that <laughs> giant, you know, bazooka is that you're holding. He, Bam has to say it a second time because obviously he doesn't want to hit her. So he says, hit the deck. She's down. Um, and it's just like, the most ridiculous it, I know why this isn't in the movie because it doesn't really go anywhere but I just love the reactions of the parents um, I didn't mention I guess Phil is technically sitting at the table he looks at the camera after they fire off this bazooka and he says something about his heart rate being 190 over 110 <laughs> or something but it's almost mumbled like he's almost pulling a Don Vito there yeah um, this, yeah, as this far was pretty as, dumb as far as interactions between Bam and his parents go this one's a little bit weak but I think the reason they kept it in is because the interaction between uh ryan dunn yeah. bam margera and deco uh yeah, when when they found the burnt carpet oh when Ape finds the burnt carpet is like as funny as who's on first like abbott and costello it, it, like oh. april just being like like the carpet's burnt and that's <laughs> you cannot burn my carpet and bam's like but it wasn't I, me. I, right but that's 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 the that that's the missile i was shooting the the rocket launcher so that couldn't that couldn't have been me no, She's like, he says that was deco's though they blame it on deco right yeah. right but at Remember? first it just starts as like like clearly that wasn't me they're like that's deco shot that she's, she's like, she's she's like, like you're I, missing the point the carpet yes. is there and he's like but you're missing the point it wasn't me i was shooting a bazooka that's clearly a freaking firework 
Yeah, yeah, it's clearly yeah. a firework. <laughs> and then and, Dunn. and then Ryan Dunn picks up on the fact, right? And he's and and so so he keeps going, and he's like he's like no no, no but but no, the, it could that couldn't have been him. See, that's the missile, and he was shooting fireworks. So it's not. She's like, I understand. And then eventually they win in logic because <laughs> because basically it's like it's like. Uh, she, they looked at Deco and, and and they're like, Deco did it. And she's like, it's not the point. It's that, it's that he did it. And then, and then Ryan Dunn's like, yeah, but it wasn't bam. And you're yelling at him. So you're just wasting your time. He's not going to hear it. And like, weirdly, the logic has shifted around to the fact that she's like, yeah, I am yelling at bam. And bam's like, I'm not saying the melted carpet isn't bad, but I'm saying you're wasting your energy yelling at me. Deco did it. You, I can't, I can't change the past. Do you remember I was talking yeah, about how funny exactly. it was when Pontius and Steve-O are talking to Ape on the phone and they're like little kids. This is my favorite part, as especially as Viva LeBam gets going and Dunn really gets that persona and personality. The, sh- yes. the way he will talk to Ape in a not just utterly disrespectful way, but he just he's not scared to like fuck mm-hmm. around. It's like he's not a kid. He's a man and she just doesn't know what to do. Like he has no shame in fully being an idiot in front of her. And it's such a funny dynamic later on as we go on. And this is just the epitome of it. Like I forgot about that back yeah, and forth yeah. and I saw this and it just made me so happy. It was awesome. Yeah. It's just like that. uh, Sorry, Mike, you go ahead. No, go for it. Go for it. I was just going to quip that uh, just like that melted carpet, they have melted April's brain and she has (laughs) forgotten why she was upset in the first place. It's almost like she's about to apologize to them. Like that's how much they they pull one up on her. It's so funny. Um, Exactly. It's uh, uh, like you said, Jay, this was a little bit boring, almost like not not the best one that we've ever seen, but um uh, I think that I think that this last little dynamic between Bam Deco and and Don uh, made it totally worth it. Did you guys catch what Ryan Dunn says right before the fade out on the end of this scene? Uh, yeah, he said something about how he was going to help, but that it's not worth it anymore. What, what remind me what he what he said? Well, he has this really stupid line where he says, "Well, Ape, we were jamming to music so much right. that we just wanted to rock it." <laughs> right. Right. Which right. I hope sunk in, and uh, you know, as the viewer, you picked up on how bad that was. But that's yeah, a, it's that's, it's the kind of joke either I or Chris would make. So yeah, you know, I was all all praise that joke. It was it was fantastic, suitable for a Ryan Dunn joke for sure. Um, this next one is just a quick behind the scene kind of interstitial, and I think it might be where they started realizing that hey, fucking with guys and porta potties is a lot of fun. Let's do yes. this more in the future. Uh, they dare Preston, who is still in the black paint from the Godzilla or sorry, the King Kong sketch. Uh, they dare him to push over a porto potty and I'm just wondering the whole time like who's in there who's in there and you want to find out it's a little suspenseful um, he's he's yelling at them after it's tipped over unlock it I'll get you out like you can tell he feels a little bit bad but he's he's loving it at the same time and who crawls out but uh, Bam Margera who surprisingly takes it pretty well I was surprised there's I mean at this point in the movie basically every time you see Bam on set he's lit up like he's very drunk Remember in, in Jackass 2, they have the that uh, the scene where they prank him with the snake. And then at the end of it, he's just so he's so drunk that he can barely even speak and stand up. It, it gives you the sense of like maybe even back then this was an issue where like he was on set. He was a little bit too drunk. You know, maybe he would have reacted a little bit worse if he was sober and he had and he knew to play it up or something. But he's he's in that like lethargic drunken state of like, oh, fuck, like, I don't know, I guess I was oh, shit. I got piss on my fucking oh, like he's kind of just like trying to get <laughs> yeah. himself out of the situation so he can go grab yeah. another beer or something like that. I found um, it. I found it interesting. Um, Preston's reaction because he's just like, open up the door. Da-da. He's like, no, man, like, I'm, you know, I'm sorry. It's it made me think about the fact that like. When you're on this set, you always have to 
balance the risk and the risk and reward of pranking somebody. True. You know, like True. if you prank someone good, depending on you know who it is, the hierarchy of the people. You know, I bet you if you prank Knoxville, he's gonna fuck with you really hard. You know, yeah. if you prank yeah. Aaron, you're probably not gonna get it back as bad. And it's this constant battle. I'm like this is gonna be so funny, but I know I'm gonna have to pay for it later. And I think that's exactly. an interesting thing that I never really thought about until I saw him in this situation because I think that's clearly what's going through his head. Like, oh, he's in he's in damage control yeah. for sure. He's like, he's like, no, no, unlock it all. I'll get you out, buddy. I'll get you yeah, out. Yeah, this yeah. and that. Like, he knows he can see his prank is over now. He's done his funny bit, and now the rest of his life until he gets it back is going to be spent thinking, what the fuck is Bam going to do to me? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I better I better become his friend again real quick. Man, that would be a fucking nightmare, though, to be in that thing, sitting in there locked up, doing your business. Yeah, Jay, it'd be a nightmare for you. Feeling, <laughs> feeling it start to move, feeling the ground shift, feeling like, oh, fuck, I'm going over, aren't I? Your only and, nightmare uh, would be if it wasn't enough poo and it was only pee inside. <laughs> well, that's like, kind of what, what I wonder. What happened to Bam? Because when he comes up, there's no brown stains. There's nothing like that. He looks a little wet, maybe. He said it stirred up a lot bad. of shit. He did say that. But how do you get tipped like that and nothing comes out the hole? That's what I'm wondering. You know, it doesn't make sense unless he had the seat down and he was like just getting in there or something. I don't know. I, I also kind of read that you stirred up a lot of shit thing as like, you don't you, like you stirred up a lot of shit. My friend, there's a bunch of shit coming your Double way now. Like, like you poked the bears. I don't know if that's what it was or not. But again, it was hard to get a read on Bam because he just didn't seem like he was all there. The other thing like, I was thinking about, and I don't even mean to put it this way, but like I'm not a porta potty expert, but there was nothing at the <laughs> bottom of it. Do you know what I mean? Like. Was this just a fake porta potty for a skit? And maybe oh, okay. that's why Bam well, was reacting. Because it's like you would think there's either a hole or a hole in the ground or something. It just came up. No, and how easy was it to tip over? When you're filming on set, you can have like delivered porta potties that don't deal with a hole in yeah, the ground. It's, like it's just like because yeah. even like you have the ground and then above the ground, there's like the toilet seat. That whole ledge is where piss and shit go. Right, like you're standing up. The toilet is up here. There, that whole back area. Oh yeah, yeah. You just have to yeah, clean them a lot yeah, more yeah. often. Um, cause you can't dig a hole every time you're, you're going on, on set. Right. True. But I, I think, you know, kudos to Bam drunk high, whatever it was. Uh, I don't, I've never seen anyone crawl out of a tipped over porta potty as calmly as he did. And that's like, that's scary. That's, that's, that's like the equivalent of like in a, in a horror movie, you've just lit the house on fire and the villain walks out mm. of the house and like puts out a fire on his sleeve. And you're like, Oh fuck. Like what's coming my <laughs> way now? And speaking of crawling out of a tipped over porta potty, I think it's about time we crawl out of part one of this episode. When we come back, though, there's a lot more to come and some more behind the scenes shenanigans. We'll pick it up there in part two next week. But uh, as for now, guys, do you want to do an MVP for this? I think so. How do you feel on that? What are your thoughts? I, yeah. I love it. I, 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 you know, I miss the old format. I, I would love to do an do MVP it. LVP for it. Um, Chris, you always complain about having your pick stolen. You want to, do you want to go first? The one on this time one? I'm not ready for it, but yeah. Okay. I know what you're doing. Trying to <laughs> fuck with me a little bit. <laughs> talking about? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, the MVP for me is definitely Preston and his conquering of the sphere, even though it took a few Xanaxes to do so. He made me laugh more than anybody's made me laugh in a long time watching this stuff, just his pure mm-hmm. reactions and even his reaction when he knocks over the porta potty. I just feel like for the first time in a while, we've got a glimpse into who he is more of a person opposed to them painting him off as an angry guy or this or that. Like it was nice to see this like genuine version of him. So he's my MVP. Yep. I like, I nice. like that one. Uh, uh, I'm actually going to go with my MVP in this one is, is going to be bam. And it's, it's bam for his energy with the, the kite, uh, uh, he also, he's, you know, 
you, you just get the sense like we talked about that he's just in one of his best phases, maybe a little bit, you know, going going overboard. But this is such a version of Bam that. Man, I miss. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got the meatball. He's got the uh, he's got the the fireworks. He's just yeah, he's you're putting right. in a lot of fucking work. He's got his handprints all over this version or this 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 uh, 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 first third or so of 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 Jackass two point five. And I want to show him some love because I don't know if he's going to win it for the whole two point five. But it's you know credit where credits due. Bam is a fucking legend, mm-hmm. and uh, and he shows it here. Yeah, Mikey, you pretty much said exactly what I was going to say. Seeing Bam in this stage, and I know it's easy to paint him with the brush of, oh, it comes up a lot that we we say. No, no, no. Lacey got painted with the brush. Aha. You see, but with with Bam, I guess it's easy if people look through the lens of. Do you got one for that, Mikey? Do you want me to? The lens? Through through the lens of? Through the Uh, lens of? uh, Yeah. uh, uh, Spike Jones is looking through the lens of the camera for twice as long as he had to because they filmed twice as much content for this movie. Ooh. You're good, mate. All right. Well, sometimes. Sometimes we could just be a little mean to Bam, I think, Mm -hmm. because of the problems he has now and people, they want to always look at it that way of like, oh, but he was fucked up. So what about that? Well, it's like, no, you know what? In this time, yeah, maybe he was drinking a little bit and all that shit, partying a little too hard, whatever. When you look at Bam and you want peak Bam, it's like you said, Mikey, he's right here in Jackass 2 and 2.5. And when he did the the intro to the, the anal bead, the kite thing, and just delivering that line again, that stole the show for me. I mm-hmm. loved that because it was like, fuck, he's having so much mm-hmm. fun with this. It's good to see this guy happy and smiling and getting into this. And, I, you know, I, I'm kind of tired of just... I know his his life's been tough and he's got like a lot of shit that he's got to deal with, but I'm kind of tired of always having to talk about him in the light of, oh, well, we feel sorry for Bam. It's like, yeah. fuck it. Let's look at what he did and what he did well. This is one of those moments. So there's mine for sure. Uh, LVPs, Chris, you want to lead us off? <sighs> this is a hard one again, because I, I just loved, I love this so much. You know what I mean? Like this, this was one of the more fun portions of a movie or portions of thing I've seen in a long time. Um, I'm going to probably have to go with, uh, unfortunately Dave England cause he got his ass whooped by oh. danger Aaron. <laughs> okay. All right. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's, he didn't really have I, anything look, else but a knockout in this entire segment. So that's true. Dave England, uh, he'll shine, uh, uh, cause, cause apparently you can polish shit enough to make it shine, uh, in, in a, in a future segment of this one. Cause he, he, he definitely is featured a lot. My LVP, believe it or not. You know, you got to hold the hold the superstars to a high standard. And I don't think Johnny Knoxville really cut it in this. Uh, I didn't like the intro. I thought it was bad. The patent thing. I don't love a scripted intro. I know that's not completely his fault. But even that moment when he's like, he's like, and they're all doing their duties. And he like looks to the camera and like winks. I was like, actually cringed. I actually cringed during that. Um, I thought it was bad. Uh, but you know what? That's just, it's a rare, rare, rare misstep for Johnny. And it's not even that it was terrible. It's just that you expect a little bit more from him. Fair. I'm going to go with, uh, Dave England and Eric, Aaron McGahey, because I don't want to, I can only imagine, I can only imagine how much ringworm they picked up from rolling around on that <laughs> office floor. And that carpet. And I'm not like, you think I'm making a joke, but I, that was actually legitimately one of the thoughts when I looked, when I, I got my first glimpse at like, oh, this is where they're doing this. And I was like, yeah, oh, it looks kind of gross. Yeah. The there. only, the only ring where I, 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 I ever want to see is Scotty too hotty. Oh, oh that's a fucking good one. The true Thanks, ring worm. Yeah. <laughs> God, I forgot. About that that. Is that a was fucking, a fucking hit. How did you just while, come up with that man. so fast? That is such a fucking no, throwback good. and such. A, yeah. The, that, you're a good one. The secret Mikey. is like, you know how the Hulk in, in Avengers is like the secret. No, is, I, I, I can always watch that shit. 
well, what he does say for those nerds out there, or I'll explain, is he says, I can always turn to the Hulk because the secret is I'm always angry. The secret is I'm always thinking of Scott A. Too Hot A. So anytime I reference him, it's just kind of like, Dude, it's not really me, off me the top and my of buddy dome. Darcy, we used to like refer to, <laughs> we used to refer to ourselves as, as Chris Master Sexy and Darcy Too Hot A. And we'd like, <laughs> we would like sit on the bus and talk about like which girls we were going to break up with and which ones we were going to get and be like, Jeez. Chris Master Sexy is going to fucking moving on this week to this one. And, and it's pretty embarrassing. Oh, that's uh, that's amazing. I but I did love, learn how to do the worm because of it. So, oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've reached our quota for embarrassment for today. <laughs> so, if you'd like to embarrass yourself, please jump on to Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, wherever you want to find us at Jackass Pod, and let us know what you're what you're feeling. Have you seen two point five? Are you liking it so far? Do you agree with our takes on it? Let us know. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we're uh, filming we a couple episodes in a row, but uh, hit us up, jackasspod at gmail.com. Uh, send us your thoughts on any of the stunts in 2.5. In the last episode, we'll probably do a roundup of some of the submissions and uh, feature you on the podcast. So wouldn't that be nice to hear us say your voice, say your or or say your name? It also might be a large source of embarrassment for you, but yeah. hey, your funeral. Um, <laughs> hey, that's been it, though. I think I've had a lot of fun here with this, and I can't wait to dive deeper into jackass 2.5 you know boys i was feeling a little sad i was feeling a little melancholy thinking i don't know i don't know like have we lost all of the good jackass stuff but it turns out when you dig deep enough you find a little treasure so let's hope it continues to be as good as it has been so far and we'll find out next week in part two of our analysis of jackass 2.5 until then bye i'm jason wellwood bye i'm chris master sexy aaronworth (laughs) <laughs> Bye, I'm Mikey Ellenworth, and this has been Jackass. Furnished by Sad Styles Production.